Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor, and I am here with a special guest, Jeff Hesselink, uh, who is uh, has a very unique ministry that I want you to know about, but it comes with a story as well. Jeff is a chaplain with our Fellowship of Evangelical Baptist Churches, but not in the usual sense, eh, Jeff? That's you're you're true. an unusual chaplain. Uh, we, yeah. we know of many chaplain contexts, but I'd never heard of this before, but you are a chaplain uh, to the margins. Your ministry is mission to the margins. What is that? That's right. So the, the whole vision of mission to the margins is, one, to see the poor engage with the gospel, and two, to see the church engage with the poor. Um, we do that in two ways. We, we go out, we go to so we go to the streets, we go to the food banks and to the different places where the homeless access services and right. where they live their life daily. We go to the camps as well where they live. And then we also gather. And so this is where we really partner with like the churches. Is there like a course that you take to learn how to do that? Or how did you, how did you get qualified to do that? Where do you, what school do you go to? Yeah, so I went to the school of... Uh, I, the Lord brought me to the place of being homeless myself. Uh, I was homeless in both Calgary and Vancouver in a way where I wasn't from Calgary or Vancouver. The Lord sort of brought me there. I could talk a little bit about that if we have the time, but the Lord brought me there and called me to that. And I did not understand it in the moment, but looking back now, as is clear, okay, I can see. Okay, uh, Hessel, you're Dutch Reformed, right? Dutch Reformed That's right. don't Christian Reformed generally tree, yeah. become homeless <laughs> uh, just because of the way they're raised, to work hard, all that sort of thing. God bless them. Amen. But So how did you get from being well-established to being homeless? Can you give us, we only got 15 minutes, but I, I want to know how that happened. Yeah, maybe as a young person from the church, I became disillusioned. Maybe it's not so unique, my story in that way. I became disillusioned and sort of wandered away from the life of the church. But my relationship with the Lord was still there uh, in, in its core. But nevertheless, I was rebellious and I tried to find my own way. And long story short, that ended in that brought me to a pretty dark place. And I was at the end of myself, really. And I said, Lord, if you're really real, like I've been taught and like I do believe, if you're really real, like please reveal it to me in a way more than what I've experienced. I'm going to go out west and while I travel there, like, like do something because I don't know that I want to keep doing what I'm doing. Like I don't know that I'm interested in this. So like show yourself. And he did. I fell asleep on the bus. In the middle of the night, the bus driver announced that we're approaching this or that bus station. I woke up, and when I woke up, there was this, there was this presence inside my heart. There was this rock that I was standing on. And suddenly, all these songs that we sang as a kid growing up made sense. All the hymns that are so mm-hmm. powerful and the depth of them, I could understand the message, which is the faithfulness of God. Uh, the relationship of a servant to the so Lord. So at this moment you're on a bus, uh, but you're on a bit of a tour. You're not you're not homeless. You don't have a home, but you're you're not homeless. That's right. But but you became homeless. Yeah, I was just traveling out there, and the Lord met me and answered my prayer. And now, in my life at that time, I was like, Well, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to return to what I had back there? Because what I had back there was also tied to a lot of unhealthy lifestyle choices and habits. And I don't know that it'd be good for me to get back to that. But what else could it be? And as I sat and prayed, he just was like, leave everything you have. Like, put it all down and just walk with me. 
which when I thought it, that's like homelessness and, and yeah, like what I was like, what you said, like I, that is not an option. So I must be hearing you wrong. So I kept praying, but he just gently brought me back to that. And I don't know that I would ever counsel anybody to do that now, but that was my experience. And he, through that experience of becoming homeless, I saw what it is to be treated like, like generally speaking out in society, you're treated like you're like you're dangerous or like there's something really bad with you. We wish you weren't here or you're just a thing that I have to walk around to get to where I got to go. And I'd never experienced that before being in the church. So you hung around like you had a community of friends. You got to know uh, homeless people. Yeah. Are they a community or are they individuals? Yes. There's very much a tight knit, not healthy, although there's probably pockets of health, but a very tight knit, very strong and resilient community group of people. Yes. So There's they kind of look after and, each other. And, and thievery. And that is all true. That does all happen. Nevertheless, they have one another and they, they really, yeah, rely on each you other. You know, the, the Bible sa- says that you should not be idle. You should work. And, you know, you were taught that. So for God to say to you, uh, step out of all that and be homeless, it's, it is the exception, right? Indeed. Why on earth would God lead you into a season of um, idleness, at least in terms of gainful employment. That's right. Yeah, that's what I was scratching my head with at the time until I started to live the life of this homeless lifestyle. And I recognized that the world generally treats homeless folks one way. Then you come into these places that are mission centers and Christian ministries, and suddenly you're treated like I had been treated as a child being raised in the church. You're treated with dignity. People look you in the eye. They care about you. They listen to your story. They serve you. I would see someone like maybe they drank too much and they had an accident on their chair and I saw a volunteer clean it up and then come back again the next week and clean or be willing to clean up again. Like that is so countercultural. And the Lord was like opening my eyes to you know, like Jeff, when you were growing up, you, you saw a lot of things that just, that turned you off to the church. Maybe that's there, Mm -hmm. but at the same time and more, much, much more importantly, because of the Holy Spirit, by the grace of God, the church is salt and light. And we are a peculiar people bearing witness to the truth of the gospel in our actions and in our words. And the Lord, and I suddenly had a new understanding and appreciation for who I am as a member of the church, like the people of God on earth. And I was very excited and I learned that, yeah, like we're also this amazing people. You, you apply that to missions overseas, you apply it in all these different contexts. Christians go in first and when all the other mm-hmm. ministries have left, the Christians are still there engaged and, and present. That's, that's beautiful. And in our culture and society, we mm-hmm. have an opportunity in those on the margins to, to go to them and bless them and live life and partner with them in the sense of every week for so many hours, I'm here, whether it's Ray of Hope in Kitchener or Urban Hope in, um, in Cambridge where I'm really partnering with. And then also going out too, like just the, 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 the heartbeat of Fellowship Chaplaincy is to bring the presence of Christ where it's not expected. So we, we've got, uh, like, it's in the news right now, Tent City here in Kitchener. Right, and they're saying in sixty days you got to be out, and they're not supposed to be there. But the city's kind of trying to find a way to be humane and yet to be law and order, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So there they are. You drive by, and it's it's getting bigger. 
or some people might say worse or whatever. The problem is is front and center. Yeah. So if if I went into that tent city, what, what would I? How would they treat me? How would what would I experience? Yeah, it all depends, I guess. First thing, first that is, it all depends on what you did before you go in there. Like, are you prayerfully submitting yourself to the Lord's hand to be used, and you're sort of responding to a nudge from Him? That's one. That's that's the right way to do this. Or are you just sort of like gonna take it on yourself and go? You could, but I would definitely recommend pray well, pray with the brothers and sisters and like your small group. And then, like, when you've done that, just, like, he'll lead you to prep. Uh, Like, you might make a bunch of sandwiches. You might make a bunch of just peanut butter and jam sandwiches. Sometimes if you're living on the streets, your teeth aren't all that good. So make something easy to chew. Go in there with 25 peanut butter and jam sandwiches and some gospel tracts or some Bibles or not as the Lord leads. And just, like... Just go, like, door to door in the old days and go tent to tent. Totally. Say, how you doing? My name is Bob. Yes. Um... Never been here before, you know. Uh, I love it. It's humble and it's honest and people, some will maybe scoff at you. You have to be willing to experience that because like we know in all contexts of the gospel, some will consider it a, a stench to their nose, but to others it will be a pleasing aroma. And you're just going there to look for those ones to whom it's a pleasing aroma okay, and there well, will be would some. You, would, you, would you argue that um, the poor in general are more receptive? Like maybe, maybe the harvest is better. In, in that community. I, I don't know. I know with people that are filthy rich, it's, it's hard to convince them to become poor in spirit. Both yes and no. There, there is that. Uh, I'm at the very bottom. Uh, I, need, I know I need more. There is that in there. But there is also, just like in every other context of society, even though this is where I am, I am holding on to myself mm-hmm. and, and my way. And you're going to experience both of those. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're people. It's pretty much, yeah, <laughs> yeah, people. You recognize them wherever they are. There's something similar about sinful sinners. Like That's it. We all know. So you, uh, the Lord brought you out of that and gave you a burden for, yeah. the, uh, is, like, was that his schooling for you? I would say so, yes. I read... Uh, a lot still now more just like theological i lead i lead bible studies so i'm always reading commentaries and preparing uh and reading up but yeah the nuts yeah, and but bolts you can't of school get what you got from those books that's true like the lord sent you into the wilderness as it were yeah to prepare you just like other great patriarchs for an unusual ministry so how's it going oh it's going <laughs> It's going well. It's going, uh, I don't know where to begin. I, we, like I said, we lead two Bible studies and I, and the Bible, you lead Bible studies with homeless people. That's the vision. And sometimes it, it isn't Bible studies. It's not homeless people. It's low income seniors who have been walking with the Lord for a long time. And they're also the poor among us. So I'm also like, I love to have them come in, and, and it's like, Lord, come into what? Uh, we Your house? partner with different. We partner with Grace Bible Church in Galt on Fridays, and with the Vineyard in Galt on Tuesdays. So there's these two contexts where people are welcome to come in, and yeah, we're so. But these older women or or older guys who have been walking with the Lord, it's them. But every once in a while be faithful. The Lord will bring in someone who's a young guy, very, very out there. 
And just last Tuesday, he was sitting there and he's just having a hard time, but he's there and he wants to read Proverbs 3. So we read through Proverbs 3 and anything he shares, these older ladies are just like listening to him and just affirming him, not in like a patronizing way, but in mm-hmm. a way that he just, I can see, like it's ministering to him. And and those kinds of things happen every now and again. And I can see the Lord is at work in that fellow's life mm-hmm. through this. So those kind of things happen all the time. Okay, would you, would you say, we just got a few minutes left, um, but we often wonder, is, is, is there a lot of mental illness among uh, this margin of people, or is it just people like yourself just kind of disconnected? Everybody is different, but yeah, the, the stats reveal mental illness, mental health issues is huge. Addiction is huge. A history of trauma is huge. That, that is undeniably the case. Lack of housing is a big deal. It, it, if you don't have your basic needs met, you can't really thrive and, and, and prosper in life. So, But the, big, the biggest one is the gospel. We're, I've heard, I've heard people say that a lot of, a lot of these uh, individuals don't want to be institutionalized. They really want to be free in their mind, and free is a tent somewhere without having to be part of a, a, a system or a, or a government program. Do you hear any of that? Yes. Yeah, you do. That is valid in some people's situations at the time. People change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, Jeff, uh, this is an amazing ministry. We want to be able to pray for you. Grandview loves what you're doing. And you. uh, I just hope and pray that uh, word about your ministry will get out and you'll be encouraged by the prayer support that you get. But how can one thing, how can we pray for you in particular? these days what's what's the number one yeah just that we that i would stay prime like keeping the most important thing the most important thing really just like my relationship with him personally and then ministering that like okay from that flowing out well uh this is jeff hesselink of mission to the margins based out of galt and if you want to get in touch with him you can uh, contact us uh here at thinking about it or what Mission2margins.org. Mission2margins.org is our website. Okay. Thanks, Jeff, for joining us. God bless you. And thank uh, thank you. you for listening to us here on Thinking About It. Until next time, keep thinking. 